Well, it's a good evening from Australia in the year 2024. Who would have thought? We've been going now five years on Radio FM88, dreaming the new dream. And um, my co-host, as you all know, is from the UK, and our guest is also from the UK. So uh, without further ado, I'll hand it over to Andrina. Thank you, Jeffrey. Hi, everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to Dreaming the New Dreaming the New Dream, and especially if you're listening to a replay. Um, today, it is the 11th of the 1st, which is 111 if you're into numbers. Um, so it's welcome back after the New Year break. So it's lovely to be back again. And today, my guest is Susan Ling, and she's down in Glastonbury. So today I'm down in Dorset to <laughs> talk about musical chairs. Um, so um, I followed Susan for a little while um, because of your work. And I like you've put up fabulous menus and recipes and things about um, liver cleanses and all sorts of amazing things, which um, I'm doing my best to fine tune myself all the time in what I eat and um, different things so anyway without further ado welcome susan it's lovely to have you as a guest on the show this week thank you really been looking forward to this meeting online and we're in and we're in the same colors that we're in in a nice light blue yes yes <laughs> okay so you started off life in nigeria um you were born there yeah. And you've lived in the forest or the jungle. So would you like to share? Because I know you've been you've had a fantastic start to life um, and you've learned so many things that have led you to where you are now. So would you like to start from the very beginning? Yeah, I had um, a very, um, I would say, blessed um, start in my life um, to be in the sunshine and the outdoors and in particular, surrounded by nature, um, living in the bush in Nigeria, because my dad grew rubber trees. Yeah. And so we lived the nearest town. We used to go shopping, um, you know, once every two months because it was a two-hour drive away. And so it was a very different lifestyle. And as you get older, you just realise how grateful um, and how blessed um, a life um, I've had, really. Yeah, I can hear. So apparently when we're talking off here, you went from Nigeria, then you ended up over in uh, Papua New Guinea, yeah? Yeah, my dad, so we were there 12 years, and then my dad came back to the UK Right, and so then she went back out to Papua New Guinea. Do the stories about living in the bush then. Yeah. Um, so you'd like to know some stories about living in the bush? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Don't forget she's on the farm and the, the farm doesn't have um, major um, uh -huh. in okay. cable internet. So it's all done by. Um, yeah. Okay. and hot spotting yeah yeah Carry well with the um, living yeah the so my dad used to rescue um west african gray parrots and so we had quite a few rescued west african gray parrots we had um you know a deer a diker 
which was allowed in the house. And we'd re, we named it Bambi. And um, we had all oh, chameleons on the, you know, we had so many animals that um, it was a menagerie. And um, my brother and I had two brothers that were born in Nigeria, but my brother that I was closer to age-wise, we used to just disappear down into the Nigerian uh, villages and go and mix with the Nigerians. And, you know, we'd just be down in, you know, the huts and being offered food <laughs> and um, getting up to all sorts of shenanigans. And um, we'd always come back with tummy ache and my mum would say, don't you go down there again, you know. But we kids would be down there again. And um, so, yeah, it was, um, there was no apartheid. And there was such a feeling of, um, you know, now that I realise at my age that I am now, the freedom, you know, you were free and you could just go wherever you wanted and you'd be fine, it was safe. But we're about to Nigeria, were you? It was, um, first of all, Calabar and then the Midwest. And um, I also remember the roads. So sometimes if you were going into the main parts of the country, you know, the cities like Apapa or um, Ibadan, sometimes the, the traffic, apparently in the Guinness Book of Records was um, in Nigeria's the worst for traffic jams. <laughs> and there would be like three lines, three, you know, sort of traffic um, sort of, cars coming towards you and three going that way but there was only you know two sides to the road one side two side it was it was crazy so what about wild animals then um so yeah we had um main thing was parrots but then in papua new guinea we had cockatoos um you know that were often sort of fallen out of the tree and dad would rescue them. Um, and so we would bring them up and um, have all these parrots, these West African parrots, um, which are really good fun. Um, and we had a diker, you know, um, a little sort of um, antelope it was, and called Bambi, we had a bush dog, two other dogs. Uh, the list goes on of all the, the sort of um, animals that we had. And then in the back, you know, the jungle was in the back garden. So you would see all the flying sort of like, well, I suppose they were called flying foxes. They were like squirrels that just jump from tree to tree and monkeys. That'd be the norm. Fantastic. So, so I, I think, did you say you were there for 12 years? Yeah. yeah. So where did you go? Where did you go from there? Um, so I went back to the UK, Scotland. And um, yeah, just hung about in Scotland, <laughs> as you do, um, um, till my dad went out to Papua New Guinea. But I was um, studying then to, you know, for chiropody podiatry then. So we got to go out there and visit him. And that is really beautiful land. It's called the bird, the land of, well, the bird of paradise is from there, but it's such a beautiful, beautiful um, island. Um, magical so that was a um again another blessed experience to be out there mm. yeah so what 
so what do you say you like you you were studying podiatry but obviously health is the the main talk today so what are the steps what did you learn that got really got you into doing health and wellness so um um my um journey was an unfortunate but also a gift at the same time um so my whole immune system collapsed um i had post traumatic stress disorder i went down to six and a half stone had jaundice and um i used to always have joy de vivre and i didn't know who i was after this had to give up my job i had to sell my house i had three um animals two cats and a dog had to rehome them i lost everything including yeah. my mind my body you name it i lost everything and i didn't know who i was and that was the start of my journey um which was a very long journey <laughs> so what age were you then when that happened um i was um in my 30s um so i'm 60 now um so yeah it's been a, a very long journey and i was in the nhs um down south and then i went back up to live with my dad and um yeah um looking for answers to my health i started on you know as you can imagine i'm sure you both have um tried this tried that so yeah. eventually i came across an iridologist and he looked in my eyes who i actually trained with one of the most prominent um iridologists in the world john andrews and he said to me you need to eat raw organic and be vegan um food and i just burst into tears because i was such a foodie which is why i like working with food because all <laughs> i could was envisage was eating salads for the rest of my life but yeah i was like oh no you know this is it was terrible news but little did i know that was the start of um a very interesting uh, journey because if you know about raw food there was a period where it became um what's the word very vogue mm. and um you know there was raw this there was raw um we had raw festivals there was raw um um places that you could go and eat you know the coloring the places everywhere and there was like videos made and then people were curing themselves in verted commas with their uh, diabetes too by going raw in 30 days you know um dr gabriel cousins um so he was my teacher for a while and um yeah i just noticed when i went on this raw food how different i felt mainly my mental health um because i i i suffered from like going from full of joy de vivre to having all sorts of mental health like um i didn't have my confidence in a natural way i don't mean like yeah yeah and um also i just had this terrible fatigue where i just didn't have any energy and i've always been very sporty and um i lost confidence and i lost um everything that you know that was going on in the body um that should have been in harmony you know um sort of like um working so basically my hor hormonal system was up the spout 
um, and everything was out of whack. And um, I started to look for answers. I started to go down the medical route because that's what I was trained in and mm. had my door, the door sort of closed in my face and realized that I wasn't going to get anywhere going down that, um, that path. And unfortunately, my experience really put me off um, the medical um, path. So I started doing Qigong. I started doing raw food. And then I went down. I, you know, I read every single book. I ate every single book I came across. That's what it felt like. And um, then I went on to study nutritional healing, learned about the Chinese, um, you know, traditional Chinese medicine, the basic five elements. And um, I did training with three three iridology colleges, but I say um, laterally ended up training with uh, John Andrews, which really focused on looking at the cells inside the pupil, which are um, considered 100% diagnostic. Mm. And um, I have an iridology um, thing on my YouTube, which has been very successful. And I did absolutely love that um, because every time you would look in somebody's eyes, it was like looking into a galaxy and everybody's eyes, you know, it was like um, a different galaxy each time you looked into somebody's eyes. Mm. Yeah. Amazing. The eyes yeah, never lie. Yeah, yeah, no, that's right. And um, uh, I, I had a session um, with a friend in Australia. Oh, God. I can't remember how many years ago now. Yeah. I don't know, 10 years old. And, you know, I had all the toxins in my eyes and she was showing me. Yeah. And like, now I can I can see in my eye and I've just got one little bit of toxin compared to what I had, you know, all that time. I had to do fibro cleanse and all sorts of yes. stuff. Yes. To, to clear my body up, not realising how under par I was until I made... Yeah. Um, made started making changes and i yeah. think you know you're going along um at your own pace if you like and you're doing different things and i know like for i know we're going to talk about wheat and grains but i know that i yeah wheat is not the the best of things and i've gone on to i've been buying ancient grains bread and i found that i'm my tummy is so much better since oh, that's great. That. yeah um and I don't eat a lot of bread anyway. I've cut out, and I never, I never really ate a lot of cakes or biscuits. Yeah. yeah. So, but I have sort of fine-tuned different things. I've cut out tea, um, so I was always having decaffeinated tea. Yeah. And then, you know, and then when I was looking at the the residue left in the cup, and I kept thinking, oh, this is this is what's left in my body. Yeah. So, yeah. So I've taken. I've gone on to Rubosh tea now. You know, I went in the oh. house and said what can i get as an alternative to tea and yeah. she said try rubosh and i really like it so i've i've cut out the tea so you know you, you do all these different things as they come along the pathway aren't they yeah and it's about you are what you eat you know yes. and we can all make and i've done it myself all the excuses in the world you know well, <laughs> i am lost weight but you know you you cut things out for a few days and then you go back and i think yeah you know, we have choices, but yes. the thing is now is the carbs that are everywhere. You know, yeah. it's the carbs and the sugar is 
is what really affects people and i'm sort of i'm i've been looking at labels for quite a while i don't understand yes. them all but yes. enough to make differences to my body so um so going on from doing the eyes where um obviously that opened up in a whole new galaxy if yes. you like yes yeah 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 there's the soul aren't they they really are they tell you everything so um they never lie so even when somebody say for example was adopted and they didn't really know um much about their ancestry in terms of you know so it's like a genetic blueprint so whatever's showing up in your eye it's showing up that there are tendencies and that's the word i use tendencies you don't it's a real skill reading the eyes. It's an art and it's um, obviously experience and um, how the information is delivered is really important as well. I had very unfortunate experiences and I thought I'm never going to do that. Mm. Um, so keeping it simple and keeping it, you know, the great thing about iridology is you can get right down to the root of what may be causing the whole imbalances and it can be emotional spiritual or it can be physiological just like one tweak mm. and um um it was a privilege actually doing what i did then you know like helping people sort of get back on um the road to a better health really you know yeah mm. Um, so, um, I suppose another thing is listening to your body, and it? it's being aware of the sign, you know, like if you get a rash, and obviously there's some, you know, you, it's looking at the emotional, so there's something irritating you underneath the skin, you know, as one issue. Um, yes. And, you know, like, I mean, I've, I've got the book I like is um, The Secret Language of Your Body, because oh, um, even by Inner Seagull and that you know that's always been my bible and even down to like a thumb or a thumbnail mm. and a split, what it means and what you know when i've looked up it's something i've had going on i think oh my god and you know it's spot on yeah yeah um yeah so it's is really being more aware of your body what's going on why have i got this or you know what's caused it or where did it come from and what can i do to clear it out of my system isn't it yeah, um, um, I do um, teach. My greatest um, hobby is actually inspiring people because when I inspire people, I inspire myself. It's a yeah, two-way thing. Um, so keeping on the path of raw food, a very high raw food diet, um, inspires me when I'm making recipes and I get feedback, and especially when they say, you know, and it's same with cleansing, Um it's a two-way street, isn't it? It's an energetic exchange. And um, I feel like when people are on the path of um, discovery, um, like myself, I was always going to raw pot lux. I hung about with, you know, some great advocates of raw food and great advocates of, like, um, I went to see Sproutman who lived on sprouts, um, <laughs> Steve Merowitz. And he cured his lung problems just by eating sprouted foods, you know. And so that was my first live um, workshop that I went to down in London. And each time you go along to these things, as you say, you think, oh, you know, I'm going to try that. Um, yeah. 
and it's that's the that is the magic thing is um to keep doing and going to things where you're in with people that you kind of like inspire each other that's why we've got mm. raw potlucks and you know um it's good fun it's good fun too yeah um yeah because i know that i think that was when i first um saw some of your stuff on facebook the raw potlucks that you put on and, and the spread of food and the color and the vibrancy was amazing yeah and, you know but every time you you've had one i haven't been up there so it just, just yeah that, it just hasn't happened but that you know that's okay yeah. but um yeah so that inspired me a lot when i saw it i thought wow that looks you know because when people think of raw food they think of carrots and lettuce yes. Yes. and you don't think well, I didn't really think much further afield of all the other yeah. um, different colors and combinations that you can yeah. mix. So, um, yeah. yeah, so I know that's that's really popular. So, um, so let's talk about um, the one thing I wanted to ask was about the gallbladder and the liver cleanse and all of that, which I've yes. done in the past. And I know I'm I would like to do another, but anyway, that that's in yes. my queue. That's coming yeah. up. So what would you advise people to do first? Would you say to do a liver cleanse? Would you say to do a gallbladder cleanse or kidney stone? You know, what would you recommend for people that just want to start um, helping their body more? What okay. Would you <clears throat> so the first, the first thing would be, so I always <laughs> like to keep things simple and manageable. So if somebody's got a... Um, a family or they've got a busy lifestyle the most important thing is that when somebody leaves your company is that they can do what you know they're able to do and um, so they can walk out the door and say yeah I can do this <laughs> so that might just be like changing the water the type of water mm. somebody drinks that's huge and um, it could be somebody just <coughs> excuse me it could be somebody just um, cutting out wheat. Mm. And, you know, these one little tweaks are massive detoxes, you know, um, and it could be dairy, it could be soya. Anyway, that's an example of the sort of stages. But when you come into actually going for a cleanse, um, I talk about the dustbin men, which are their... So the, it's like a third plumbing system in the body, and that's the lymphatic system. So the lymphatic system is the system in the body. You've got arteries, veins, and then you've got the lymphatic system, which has no pumps, which is why you need to move. And the pumps in the body are squeezed. Sorry, the, the lymphatic system is squeezed by the muscle action, which is my... Um, I have to cope with stagnancy because of the, my body type. And that's another huge topic is people have different body constitutions. So not one answer is going to be the same for everybody, like what they eat, what's better for that mm. person, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, the um, lymphatic system is kind of like all that. There's a perfect one. Yeah. So here. So I had no hydrochloric acid in my stomach, which is pretty major problem because you don't digest mm -hmm. anything and it's fatal. And so as you start to clean out the lymph in the body, especially around, 
you can see how much um, lymph sort of drainage or there is around the stomach. Most of the lymphatic nodes are in and around about the small intestine. And so we get people to start focusing on cleaning out their large and their small intestine. And so the small intestine, again, that's if I have allergies, which is something I suffer from, because if you have low hydrochloric acid, you have a tendency to um, allergies. It's a right bugger, so it is. <laughs> and um, <laughs> it really is. And um, so um, cleaning out, you're helping the rivers in your body as mm -hmm. within, as above, or as below, as above. And so I always re really sort of like, the rivers in our body are like the rivers around in the in the um, world, you know, in the planet Earth, Mother Earth. And so as we clean out these rivers um, in the body, then we start to, um, the organs start to function better, especially the lymphatics. I've just mentioned there, the stomach hydrochloric acid. And another large lot sort of sit behind the gallbladder. And so when you start to do these liver cleanses, you're also helping your stomach massively. Um, so I get people doing the small intestine and well, the intestinal cleanse to begin with. And there's some um, parasites that you can see. So um, the one, two, three, fourth one along, which looks like a worm, actually mm -hmm. came out of somebody who did one of my liver cleanses. I used to have my own products, but I gave up doing that and I went into Zen cleanse because they're just amazing and um you know that came out a friend of mine she came on on the messaging saying oh I did a liver cleanse nothing much happened and I said right. okay and then she came back and she said you know you can, obviously you can imagine oh, I've just passed this massive like blah 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 you know whatever it was and she sent me a picture and so she passed this worm that came out Mm -hmm. um, after doing a liver cleanse. So when you um, remove the housing, which is all the gunk, the parasites just automatically come out. So when I did my liver cleansing, started September, um, a year ago, September, not last year, but the year before that. And um, <clears throat> I uh, passed, honestly, like colanders of um, liver flukes and they just mm. came out with all the gunk and it was the gunk was this yellow rancid hard fat that you could knock and then underneath that was this green you know green bile stuff what they call stones and I just thought every time I passed them I thought to myself are these really coming? Is this this is somebody else? That hand there is somebody else's um, stones, but they can come out as big as that. Gosh! When you've washed off all the um, yellow stuff, yeah, you wash it off with them, um, you know, like a shower head, and then what happens is um, everything falls away, and then you can see the stuff that's come out with it, which is usually um, a mixture of stuff. Mm, and all shapes and colors yes and all shapes and colors yeah yeah because i remember 
Um, it's a hallelujah moment, I can oh, tell God. you. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. And like you say, that's all blockages in your in your lymphatics, in your rivers. Yeah. Yeah. Know, yeah. yeah. I yeah. did one when I lived in Australia when I was uh, living with Beth, and we did one, and we did one, and I can't remember which one it was, where you do um you do the apple juice for so many days, oh, yeah. and then then you take um uh oil no hang on I, got, I can't remember what we did now olive oil and it could have been um grapefruit was it? salts okay yes and and apple juice yes yeah anyway we did one of them and then like on the last bit and then you're like you have to drink the oil and it's then you feel like oh god but you know <laughs> what you what you released was fantastic you know yeah. and and i and i'm and it's, i'm really aware that it would really serve me and i think i mentioned to this before when we met we were having yeah. a chat that it would really do me good to do yeah do a, a liver cleanse or so the other question i was going to ask because a lot of people go and have their um um, um gallbladder removed don't they yeah so, um so i'm just wondering if people um did the cleanses first would yeah. they need would they need to go and have it removed? You so know, a you... colonic doesn't remove the mucoid plaque. So you need herbs or enzymes to actually chomp away at the mucoid plaque. So colonics is just the water coming in, but you need something to break down the mucoid plaque that, you know, in the small intestine that sat there for years. Um, and, you know, people can... I mean, the first ever cleanse that I did was Rise and Shine. I don't know if you've heard of that, but it had been going for a while. No. And when I first went raw, I went to my friend's house who was a naturopath, and six of us were in this cottage, and we're all doing this mucoid plaque malarkey. Oh, <laughs> if, anybody, if you were a fly on the wall, <clears throat> we used to come out of the toilet <clears throat> saying, Eureka! And um, we would <laughs> own round the toilet and look at everybody's mucoid plaque because it was just so unreal. There was meters coming out of mm. this black stuff. Mm. And you knew it was old because it had a distinct um, smell. Yeah. It wasn't like poo. It was yeah. very distinct. And um, so you can pass meters of this. Mm. And that's when I first wrote my um, first poem. And they say that the small intestine is is linked to creativity or the dantian is linked to creativity. And um, I wrote my I wrote the life of Mr. Grape within 10 minutes after. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you should have shared it. You could have read it out. Oh, or I could you... have. Yes, I could have. Do you know it offhand? Um, I've got it. I can look it up and um, I'll leave it to another time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So... So what's the difference between a liver cleanse and a gallbladder cleanse? Are we talking two completely different things? Um, so a liver gallbladder cleanse is the same thing. Same. Right, okay. So it's usually covering the liver and gallbladder. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, so obviously if people were doing... Um, preventative so that you don't have to go along that you know because i know a lot of people that have had their um 
uh, gallbladders removed and different yes. things. And yes. and they, you know, there's a lot of saying. Yeah. Um, all right. There's a question. I'll just come back to Carol's saying. Um, yeah. What advice do you have for people that have had a gallbladder removed? So if you've had a gallbladder removed, it usually means that the liver really needs cleaning out. So first of all, um, a congested liver, there's, um, I don't know if I've put it in, but there's different stages of the liver when it reaches maybe the worst stage, which is cancer. So it right. goes through different levels of like fat. You get a fatty liver and then you'll get, um, you know, where it hardens. Mm. And then, um, yeah, that's a, a liver, just um, a 3D. There's a, you can see the sac. Yeah. The sac, which is a gallbladder but yeah. you can see um how huge it is you know because it sits under your rib cage massive mm -hmm. um organ and so all the bile ducts that's arteries and veins and various things and you can see it's split into two parts so there's two different lobes in fact i think there's three lobes um <clears throat> so yeah um, where was I going with that? Yeah, what? what, <laughs> what, what sorry, but it looks like a, I mean, a, a horsey saddle. Yeah. yeah. So what yeah. advice for people that have had their gallbladder? So, so yes, that's what we were talking about. Liver. The gallbladder. So they need to clean out their liver. So the reason why is the gallbladder, which is just a sac, which receives a bile, which is what coming from the gut, from the liver, and then that bile is released with salts into the small intestine. But if the gallbladder obviously can't have what needs to be released into the small intestine, the first thing you have to do is clean out the, the, the liver. But most people have to take bile salts for the rest of their life um, with every meal. That's really important. What sorts bio? Bile, M B I L E, yeah, bile salts. Right. So, right. um, you can't get away without having um nothing to take because what happens? It's a bit like when you have anything cut out from the body. You know, that's that's um the worst thing that we can do is cut anything out of the body because, as you know, yeah, everything um is has its place. It has its little um like job to do in the body. Um, yeah, yeah. the body's sacred you know all this if in doubt cut it out which is what happens yeah, yeah. Oh, let's just whip it out you know yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so um yeah definitely they have to liver cleanse and um then that'll free up all the gunk in the liver and um um then they're going to feel quite different you know um and then they take bile salts for, with the rest of the meals. They can start doing that before they clean out the liver. Hello? 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if my signal, I don't yeah. know if it's my signal dipping in. Yeah. So, yeah. Right, so um, so obviously she needs to get some bile salts and yes. um, start start to do a liver cleanse. So um, yes. So going back to the liver cleanse, this is where you do so many days of apple juice, or is that different to the Zen cleanse that you talk about? There's there's quite a few different cleanses out there. Um, <clears throat> the trouble with apple, the trouble with yeah. apple 
is if people have candida, which most people have, different levels of it, which is an imbalance of bacteria in the, the gut, can be the small intestine as well, dysbiosis, which is what I had, um, then apple juice is not going to serve well because it's too much for the pancreas. It's too much sugar. So oh, yeah. unless you're one of these people that can just do that and, you know, get results, but the majority of people, it's just too much sugar for the pancreas to deal with, with the apple juice. And so right. herbs are recommended and a protocol where the bowel is emptied at least seven to eight times a day before doing That's the oil. Yeah. Seven so when to I, eight times? I used to run oh, liver God. cleanse retreats and I had my own products but I use something called OxyFlush. And that's a combination of oxygen and magnesium. And basically when you take it, the, the balls just go whoosh. But if you're taking herbs that are going to act like a brush, you know, in and out of all the sort of nooks and crannies of the, you know, intestines, then doing that and, and also on a liquid diet. Um, so there's some protocols that are really beneficial and it's, do you know, when you decorate a room, right? And you know how you have to prepare it before you do the final touches and the layers of paint. It's exactly the same when you're doing cleansing. You have to prepare the body because if you just go straight in and do a liver cleanse without cleaning out the bowel, you're mm. going to feel horrendous, which is why it gets a bad rap. Because it's all about it's all about the prep, all about the prep. Mm. Yeah. So when you say herbs, do you buy? Is this where your the um, Zen cleanse has got the herbs and everything for you? You know, it's like a five day package sort of thing. Or yeah. do people what herbs do people need to take? So yes, there's um, various herbs that um, act like brushes for um, breaking down and cleaning down, cleaning out the, the bowel. And I now work with um, Zen Cleanse because their products are fermented for three years. And they also do the Buddhist Sutra chant whilst they're fermenting, which I really like. I used to be a Buddhist. Mm -hmm. I used to be very much into my meditation. Um, <clears throat> and um, so these sutras, Buddhist Sutras are, um, chanted whilst everything's fermenting and so if you know about Dr. Emoto mm. you can understand the power of that whilst the mm. fermentation's going on and so these products are pre-digested but also as soon as you're taking them so if you're pre-digested and even the weakest of weakest digestive systems can tolerate them um, these products because there's no digestion needed and as soon as you take them, because of the high enzyme capacity, they're anti-inflammatory. So when you reduce inflammation in the body, this is something I learned along my path, is you will cleanse easier. Mm. So inflammation slows down cleansing. And so that's why preparation is also essential, because what you're doing is you're you know, I used to be so aggressive on myself. I was a Campbell practitioner, went to the Amazon, really did some like aggressive stuff. And now I'm just into gentle, but mm. powerful. And, um, you know, it's these are gentle, but powerful. 
And when you are gentle with the body, it can sigh with relief. Um, mm. You know, it can go, ah, you know. And um, so as you gently prepare the body step by step, when it comes to all the right steps and put in the right place, everything just comes away with ease, you know. Mm. And um, that's the key secret. You know, there's a lot of like... Um, getting things in the right place at the right time um right so carol in. says yeah so is sibo um yes. small intestinal bacterial overgrowth linked with the liver and would doing a liver cleanse help really good question because that's what i had it's, it's another name for dysbiosis so they change the name see they um, and yeah. you know so what happens yeah. is in this world so dysbiosis means that there's um, a you know imbalance of gut bacteria in the small intestine, and <clears throat> as the gallbladder releases the um, bile juices and bile salts, this creates the perfect um, environment with a per you know great pH um, for the small intestine. So you can see why the gallbladder is very much linked to health because the salts that are released are creating, helping to create the right environment so that all those not, things that you don't want in there out, growing out of them um, turn are um, not growing in there. And um, the small intestine um, nowadays, I, I sort of talk about, you know, grains especially. So oh, grains gosh, yeah. are just like sprayed left, right and centre with, you know, certain products um one of the sort of most um horrendous pesticides and it's the pesticides mm -hmm. that are killing the gut microbiome so it's a multi-layered you, then you've got the stress you've got allergies but cleaning out the gallbladder is essential and having a gallbladder which is why you need bile salts to creating a harmony small intestine but the small intestine can also be um, irritated by allergies um, as allergies can affect any part of the body, even the brain. There's a brilliant book called Brain Allergies and people have been put in prison for having brain allergies. Did you know that? That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And I know when I have an allergy, I could be really cantankerous because I've eaten something that's really thrown me out of whack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, because it affects my brain. So it can go on to affect thyroid, pancreas, blah, blah, blah. And it creates inflammation. Hey, so, yeah, um, I can go on talking and talking. I'm just interrupting <laughs> you. Hey, Susan, it'd be good if you just moved your chair to the left and moved the camera to the yes. left because I can see the sun. No, the go your left. Go your left. Yeah, yeah, there we yeah. are. Yeah, that's better, I think, for you. Yeah. 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 See, we've got the frog chorus now. Um, yeah, I like it yes. all in the background. Yeah, yeah, no, it's lovely, but they You're sometimes take <laughs> Um, Right, so I was going to talk about this prebiotics and probiotics. Yes. What's the difference and would you, because I know because I had a chest infection over Christmas yeah. and I'm taking um, different things now to put back the balance. Um, so, yeah, yeah, so what would you recommend... Um, because that obviously that's gut health, isn't it? So um, very often, two questions there. Prebiotics are food, 
like um, parsnips and various other food, there's a list of them that right. are meant to go on to help to create um, probiotics in the gut. So they're like the precursors um, to creating probiotics. So these are prebiotic rich food. So you can look them up um, mm. quite easily. And um, probiotics, um, which are very much needed because the pesticides are, which are in food are wiping out the gut microbiome. And um, so, you know, um, you can imagine, and as probably as you know, people are eating food and not realizing they don't know. This is what I realized when people used to come through the door. People just don't know these things, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, but we're not you know, taught these things, are we? No. This is not in the health system, you know. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, you, when you mentioned wheat. I mean, when you look on labels, wheat mm -hmm. is it so, so, you know, unbelievable. When you, when I read a label now and I think, right, I try not to do wheat. I'm looking for wheat free stuff. But my God, that's a job to find if you're buying packaged stuff or, or things like that, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so um, when I cut out wheat many years ago, because I had IBS, and I thought, oh, I think I'll just try this. I didn't know anything then. I was in my 20s. And I cut out wheat for six weeks. And not only did I lose a stone in six weeks, but the most amazing thing is I felt fantastic. Mm -hmm. And I felt that clear head. I had loads of energy. And I had to check every single label with flour. So it's shoved in coffee granules. It's put in in lots of products to pad things out to give it um you know um consistency or just to make it more bulky um i always say to people check ingredients if you don't recognize them your body ain't going to recognize them no no and yeah. i can't i can't think what the term is now but there's something which um it it's oh, I can't think what is a minute it comes a minute but but it's it's just saying it doesn't tell you what's in there there's a name for it where they they can put any sort of things in yeah. be it in, insect or what have you and yeah. it comes under this, this label you know yeah. and it's like yeah. yeah yeah you don't want things with labels and you it, you know I call supermarkets supermarkets because <laughs> <laughs> it was my like friend it. that made that one up and I thought oh it's a really good thing good um, name but um you know if you can stick as close to nature because our body is nature then the receptor sites aren't going to get become confused so when you um learn so you know I usually teach people that you're 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 you know this vehicle is nature it's pure nature mm. so putting anything in that's man-made this this body this vehicle isn't going to recognize it it's going to have to deal with it in some way which usually means that it's going to get dumped somewhere you know um and if everything's working efficiently then it gets dumped it gets you know out the other end but as you know we've been bombarded left right and center with them mm. um, toxins we have to be ninjas these days oh not uh, god yeah so but... i i say to people you know get in your ninja mode 
you know, with everything that's been sprayed to goodness knows what we're breathing in. Um, you know, again, having been brought up in Africa, you know, where everything was just so pure and clean. Mm -hmm. And also I remember the days when people grew their own food and everything was organic and um, there wasn't so much processed food either. Um, no. Yeah. And going back to labels, uh, you know, you see this, um, like, gu um, gum emulsifier and this emulsifier. Yes. And this, and I, I got a little book somewhere. I haven't got it at hand. I yeah. sort of got it packed up. Um, and, you know, when you, because you you don't know what half of these blooming things are that they're putting in, unless you've got a little book or a little chart with you. Yeah. You know, there's, there's just not much natural things in there is there and then you know when you look at you get something and it says it's it's like um say some sort of yogurt or something you know you can use it within six months or something and i think god oh, what's you know what's in there keeping yeah. it keeping it going yeah keeping it going that's what it is <laughs> yeah yeah you know um when you clean out or start to clean out your body becomes so much more like of a tuning fork Mm. Um, children, when they haven't had um, processed food, they'll know exactly what to take. Like a med. So, for example, my little niece, well, she's 16 now. She was 16 yesterday. And um, she, I remember when she was born, she was premature. And so she had a problem with um, dairy. She couldn't do dairy. And she um, had colic and so on. And so they avoided dairy. But, and she kept on going for the cucumber and because cucumber clears um damp heat in the body but she all instinctively knew she needed mm. the cucumber to clear the mucus in our body and so children become they're usually like they know what they need and they know what they want um because they don't have this confusion going on which has been infiltrated unfortunately um by um you know, all this mixture of stuff that's gone into our bodies. And so when we start to rewire the body, which is what you do, you start to get these signals. And so my body's often saying, mm, oh, I shouldn't have had that. Yeah, and I'm sure we, we get that all the time. But it becomes even more like, um, you know, even the smallest thing that's man-made, my body goes, no, I don't want that. <laughs> you know um and that's what happens and people say oh you become more sensitive but i would like to say that the body's just becoming its own natural tuning yeah. form, which is what it is and it is about fine tuning ourselves all the time yeah yeah and like you know the more we do different things to help ourselves and we can be an inspiration to help other people do the same but absolutely so, going back to carbs which i know you know like sometimes like you know, I mean, I see the cakes and things on, on the shelves in that, and I yeah. when I get coffee or whatever, and yeah. it doesn't. Whereas before, I thought, oh, I'll have a, I might have a chocolate muffin today or something like. Yeah. that. Now I know because I haven't really ate much of that so much. I don't mm. have a taste for it anymore. But now and again, you think, oh, I really like something nice. So what? in what nice things would you recommend in replacement of people having you know like going in and having mm. a cake and something yeah because we're looking for that bit of sweetness sometimes just yes. 
just to go with your thinking oh i could just do with a little something yeah and i like it when yeah know, absolutely i know that that give you just a tiny little biscuit and for me that's just enough to go with the coffee i don't need anything else well this is what i'm all about because i'm a foodie and when yeah, i say yeah. i'm a foodie um <laughs> i love working with food and um having been very much into the sugar which i think was part of um what caused my fatty liver non-alcoholic fatty liver um and also chocolate um <laughs> so raw chocolate so i live you know on raw chocolate raw chocolate is just amazing so it hasn't got the dairy in it, it hasn't got the normal mm. sugars in it and i used to make my own and then you can add in all sorts of delicious things into the raw chocolate that you like and you can make it like so you can make it how you want but you can make it medicinal as well <laughs> and so i made um lemon ice cream the other day and so you can do these um dairy free ice creams um just by simply freezing a banana or mango and then blending it um yeah there's some um, some lemon ice cream and frozen lemon halves that was an experiment and it's a bit of coconut and it's banana but That's yes nice. That is so, you know, for example, somebody coming off cheese, um, some people are okay with dairy. This is another thing you learn, and some people just cannot yeah. do dairy. I'm one of the people that can't do dairy, no matter what. And so you can make these delicious cheeses um made with seeds like sunflower seeds by soaking them, yeah, and then washing them so that you're getting rid of all the enzyme inhibitors because they then block up the uptake of all your your uh, minerals. And then you can blend this up with all sorts of things and make these cheeses or sauces. And they are absolutely delicious. And when I've got people who have had to come off dairy and they make up something like that, you don't feel like you've taken the rug from beneath your feet. Mm. And um, it's not so sort of cruel. <laughs> Um, you know, you've got something really nice in hand and there's lots of recipes, especially in the raw food world. It doesn't have to be raw. Um, you know, there's people who do bread, isn't there? Keto bread. And yeah. make keto bread. It weighs um, a ton. Yeah. <laughs> it's and, like a brick. <laughs> this is the other thing, you know, when um, I've been, I had started being raw a long time and I've come off being raw, but my body doesn't like um, do well um, if I come off the raw, really. And um, really, I um, forgot what I was going to say there. You can make all sorts of delicious things, really. Really, it, the world is your oyster and your, your own alchemist in the kitchen, which is why, you know, um, yeah. I just love making, and I love making food for people. I absolutely love making food for people. Well, I'll let you know when I'm back in Glastonbury. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd like to know about if you're making any cheese. Let me know. I'd like to. I'd like to try that. Um, yeah, like with dairy. I mean, I don't do don't do milk. I just my stomach just doesn't. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not so. Um, and I am partial to the odd bit of cheese. Um, I yeah. buy goat butter and sometimes goat's cheese. Um, uh, but the thing is, sugar is the 
the one of the most hidden ingredients in all of these things and, yeah. and a lot of people get addicted to the, the sugar that's in there you know and it's it's weaning yeah. yourself off the cravings isn't it yeah well um i think um if people tune into their body and depending what type of constitution body constitution but i have learned through my training um with john andrews um the um, iridologist, and he's also a herbalist, master herbalist. He's a very clever man and a lovely man. And um, he wrote a lot on um, the hormonal system. And basically, if you balance the blood sugar levels, you will balance the whole hormonal system. And people think, and uh, think that the hormone, the uh, blood sugar, is just related to sugar but it's actually related to anything the body doesn't digest. So if I have cashews, which I can't do, then my mm. blood sugars are thrown out of balance. So they actually give people, women, diabetic tablets to get them pregnant. And instead of just saying, let's go and balance your blood sugar um, naturally by trying to get my head out of the sun here, not doing very well, trying to talk and do this. <laughs> so yeah, basically, um yeah. Um, <laughs> um yeah, balancing the blood sugar is the hub of the whole hormonal system. And that's a really good thing to know. So um when you balance the estrogen, because it actually um, produces, it throws the estrogen and progesterone out of balance. And I've helped women get pregnant just by balancing the blood sugar. And they were told that they were not, they, they, they'd had a child, they're told they would never get pregnant. Mm. And so people often come to you with being told such extremes of um, truths. And actually all you need to do is, you know, tweak something. Mm. So um, yes, sugar. It's um, um, for some constitutions, it's not healthy at all, like me. So <laughs> I have to be, <laughs> I have to be careful with my sugar. I'm okay with fruit sugar, but then you know, most fruit is hybridized. It's ten mm. times sweeter. They're always putting out there. Oh, this is like extra sweet corn and extra yeah. sweet apples, and so. If you remind yourself, and also if it's been sprayed, it will spike your blood sugar as well. So these um, pesticides spike, they block the insulin receptor sites and stop the insulin getting in and out of the cells. Mm. And there's another thing that you can do is like the pH strips, can't you? Yeah. you know, yes. I always say to people, you can get the pH strips on Amazon you can check your acidic levels and you can, you know, take cider apple vinegar. Um, yes. You know, we've got lots of different tools and techniques to yes. help us. And sadly, when you go to other places for advice, they don't give you any of this, you know, what's going on, your, you know, like blood pressure. People have got yeah. high blood pressure. So you've got to look at the emotional as well as the physical. What's going on underneath this bubbling away at the surface that you're yeah. not dealing with, you know? Yeah. It's just finding the balance to all these things, isn't it? So Well, so blood sugar levels can cause a multitude of symptoms from people who have phobias, nightmares, and then it goes on to addiction. So most addictions 
um, are related to unresolved blood sugar where you've been hypoglycemic, where the blood sugar keeps dropping low. Mm. So it goes sky high, but keeps dropping low. And so people become addicted to coffee. They become addicted to all sorts of things. Even smoking um, affects the blood sugar. Mm. And um, if only they realize that what you need to do is balance the blood sugar levels. And it can cause um, all sorts of diseases as well when you have had um, hypoglycemia for a long time. And then what happens is the hypoglycemia starts to become really, the blood sugars start to become really erratic and they go crazy all over the place. Um, and you can just just tweak things. Mm. Yeah. Brilliant. I can feel my blood sugar is beginning to go now because so some of the symptoms would be, I'll just give some palpitations. You can feel very easily overwhelmed with the smallest of um, problems in your life. Um, so if you feel like you're constantly having like breakdowns, um, it can be blood sugar. Um, you feel you're unable to cope, palpitations, sweatiness. Oh, the list is huge. Um, and that's just blood sugar. So how do people check, get their blood sugars checked? Well, um, basically to know the symptoms right. and then look at what you're eating mm. and make sure you've got protein um, in your um, day. And um, there's also um, ways, and there's so many layers to this, actually. Oh, I bet, I bet. Um, but, you know, fasting could be beneficial, but depending what type of fasting. So there's different layers of fasting. There's water, mm -hmm. there's juice, there's um, absolutely nothing. Um, and depending on somebody's blood sugar levels, then you have to be careful um, how and when, you know, what you do. And so um, somebody who did the one kit, my friend, um, Heinz, I don't know if you met Heinz, the eco-architect. Yeah, yeah. And he did he did the one kit and his blood sugar went from 14 down to seven in two days because he released wow. so much gunk from his body. Yeah. Um yeah, because yeah. I know you, you do um a lot of juicing, don't you? Because is it celery and lime juice you do a lot of in the mornings? Oh, I love to start the day with celery juice if I can. If I'm in the clinic, I might do, you know, feet. I do two days and I get up mega early. I kind of brush aside a lot of things that those two mornings. But yeah. I um, do my celery and I do ginger in it in the winter because you don't want anything cold going into your body when it's like really cold. Um, mm. because you want fire in your belly and um, the fire in the belly, you know, with ginger and lime. Lime clears mucus from the head. Um, it's really great. You can do lemon, but I like lime. Yeah, because yeah. I found I could, you know, I, I've done celery juice, but it doesn't didn't sit well in my tummy, just celery juice. It doesn't yeah. suit me. So. But, you oh, know, we're cold. Yeah, so it's interesting. So maybe... Yeah. Can you do that with um, cold pressed juice or can you do that in a, a blender? You can do a blender and then put it through a bag of some sort that will sieve that um that that fluid. So if you find um some material that's um bleach free and you can use as a sieve, um you can do it that way. Hmm. 
Um, right, I'm just trying to think. Because like, there's another thing, like, um, people don't realise when they get their toenails and fingernails, when they get fungi, yeah. is there a way of their body's trying to get rid of something within the body? And Yeah. You know, yes, like, obviously I see that, being a podiatrist. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I'm not just a podiatrist. I actually get a lot of my clients doing all sorts of things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so they come to me and I say, you know, I get them on probiotics and um, get them cutting out this and cutting out that. And, mm. yeah, you're right. So often it's a, anything on the outside of the body is usually a sign of something being out of balance or out of yeah. whack inside yeah. the body. Yeah, yeah, and and this is where, you know, again, it's fine tuning your body to recognise there's something going on that I need to look at rather yeah. than, um, you know, I see all sorts of different things with people when they're talking, and you know, you, but you have there's a a line, there's a fine line where you can sort of offer advice and and say, you know, have you tried this and this, and yeah, you know, it's like taking the horse to water, isn't it? Um, yeah, I yeah, I feel like when people realize about tuning into their own body, you know, it's, it's the body's wisdom intelligence. And that's, mm. what, that's what we're pulled away from is a body's intelligence with all the sort of stuff that's going on. Mm. And so we're made to look outside. We're made to look for constant distraction. There's nothing wrong with a bit of distraction, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, this constant distraction on the outside, we, we've forgotten a lot of people how to um, read our own body sending signals. Just like you said there, Andrina, about the celery doesn't sit well in your tummy. And so it could be that it just needs a little bit of heat like ginger. Mm -hmm. And then your tummy, because the tummy needs warmth to produce the, um, the juices, it doesn't like cold stuff. It likes warm mm -hmm. stuff. And so it could just be one tweak and your 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 tummy might receive it better. Yeah, I'll, I'll try that. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's something else I was going to ask then. Um, hang on, it's popped out. You're talking about the juices. Okay, um, so from a mere male point of view, listen yeah. to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so if I wanted to go on to a liver gallbladder cleanse. Yes. What do I do? Where do I start? Um, so first of all, um, I would look at um, taking one or two things maybe out of your diet that's maybe causing um, problems in the first place, if there are any at all. And then that's a huge detox in itself. Just by, you know, coming off certain things. It's amazing how your body responds. And then I would look at cleaning out the small intestine and the large intestine because that's the small intestine is where the lymphatics the dustbin men lie <laughs> a large 70 percent of your dustbin men are in the small gut and then it would be going on to a liver gallbladder cleanse and because you that's on your website that's is that the zen cleanse that you recommend and it's got everything in is it for five days? I mean, I looked at it back along. Yeah. But I well, there's is. one called the Rainbow Cleanse, right. which has the one kit, the intestinal in it, and it has the liver and gallbladder in it. And it's done over seven days. Um, 
and then I'm 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 starting my first retreat online on Friday and people are doing the one kit and then they're doing three days in between where the most people will still be passing gunk um you know after doing the one kit you're taking sachets and you're taking um, these herbs have all been fermented for a day from nine o'clock in the morning till nine o'clock at night. So you're taking all this water and these herbs and you get all sorts of noises going on in the body. And then the next day, people are usually on the toilet, pooping, all <laughs> so sorts of stuff. You need to stay um, in for those couple of days. Um, for definitely the day you're taking all the um, herbs because you're taking something every half hour to every hour and you couldn't right. do anything else really. And you want to be relaxed. And it's, so it's kind of like a little retreat for yourself. And then the next day you're pooping and some people are pooping um, for four days after that. And so really you can introduce juicing at that period if it's appropriate, light mm -hmm. juicing like celery. Um, and then um, they go on to do the um, liver gallbladder cleanse. And so it becomes um, a seven, eight day retreat. And so the body's ready to get rid of um, all this stuff that's in the liver and the gallbladder. I passed so many colanders of gunk. I was still shocked about what came out. And mm. I thought, and it got to number 20, and that's when the yellow fat stopped, stopped coming out. And um, I trained as an Ashtanga yoga teacher, by the way, and I could never do the um, ones that involved the core. I was always bendy. But when it came to the core exercises, and after number 20, I could just lift my legs up from the floor straight and do all these core exercises because... I released all this gunk that was, yeah. you know, because it, it's your chi, it's your prana. And the liver has got the word live in it, live, because mm. that's where your true power comes from is your ha, your liver power. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, okay. So has that answered your question, Jeffrey? <laughs> Oh, the frogs, the frogs are just hey, um, bread. Um, the other day I felt and I purchased um, Turkish bread that's that really thin, uh, it's long, but it's very thin. Um, it tastes really nice, but um, you actually um, get unleavened bread. You know, oh. you get unleavened bread. I've heard is that so? Is that like um, it's less starchy? I think I've heard of it. Yes. Yeah. Is this it made with seeds? It's got more seeds in it. Yeah. Oh, these frogs are going to contend with the frogs. Hey, yes, um, I know. <laughs> the other thing that most people find is that um, in Australia, which is a major wheat-growing district, they have to store it, and um, they had a mice and um, locust plagues. And all that stuff. So they use aluminium sulfate and they spray it to keep get rid of it. But then they've got to go and wash the wheat. So quite often, um, washing the wheat doesn't actually get the aluminium sulfate off the um, husk. So um, yeah. most people say that they're gluten um, gluten tolerant, but it's actually aluminium sulfate. It's the issue. It's, yeah, you know, um, 
when the flower is um, collecting mold, the mold actually produces um, LSD and it's ergot. So the mold is called ergot as well. This is another thing you might like to know. So ergot produces LSD. So people get addicted to the high feeling of white flower. So isn't that interesting? <laughs> so people, really? yeah. So people are getting high on white flower. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's never ending. The stuff that you learn, um, yeah. So um, that what you said there um, about the stuff that the sprayed, all sorts of shenanigans go on with them stuff that's stored on the shelf. You've got the biggest problem actually that people don't realize is the molds. So yeah. mold, M O U L D or M O L D is um, um plays havoc with them the blood and the liver um you know people who live in black mold buildings as you probably heard that's quite well known but even i have to avoid mold so um yeah. because i was so ill um i still avoid mold so if something's gone moldy i just avoid it and mm. um this um if you have autoimmune conditions most of the time people need to clean out their liver and they need to avoid things like mold so yeah mm. yeah because i know like some places i've gone in and straight away i think mm, i can smell i can smell the damp in here or the mold you it's just like yeah sort of there was a question i think ruth just put up something yes did i see <clears throat> but um hi ruth um hang on let's get do you keep any stock of the cleanse? I think that you've got to get them on your website, haven't you? Yes, they come from Taiwan and it takes four days for them to arrive. So they, they're here in a nano second. And, um, but it's best to order over a certain amount so you get the free DHL, but that's on my website. But yes, you order um, through my website and you get 5% off. And if, if, if anybody wants to talk to me about anything, please feel free i just love what i do even when i have the chats with people and they want to know um this that and the next thing i'm always happy to facilitate any information that people might need to know and i think it's good mm. to have a chat before you order mm. anything and then you're going to yeah, yeah. consider yeah. doing anything as well because there's just a few wee tips that you might want to like you might want to do this you might want to do that blah 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 mm. But yeah, so obviously the main thing is for people to start doing their liver and gallbladder flushes, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, as I say, um, the word liver contains the word live. Right. And mm. um, you really do feel more alive when you start to um, clean out. And I'm yeah, talking, I, I, I talk I from experience. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was so goddamn gunked up. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I know I've had... Um, when I lived in Glastonbury previously, um, I lived with a friend who does colonics and she, yeah. I don't know whether she still does them anymore, but she does them with sound. So it was really oh, powerful that fill up your tummy with the liquid oh, and then yeah. you sound out. So you were literally, literally letting your shit out with, with sound. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, on the retreat, my friend who's a composer and a musician, She's um, offering sound journeys um, as part of the retreat. 
because the power of sound and the frequencies oh. that are used i mean the the heart is a as a is a musical chamber mm. so the the heart itself the body's designed if you listen to all the noises you know the body is a musical chamber especially the heart yeah yeah, because yeah. I know I might have eaten something and I hear some gurgling. I think, oh my god, interesting signs yeah. are coming out. But another thing, it like, um, parasites is huge. I mean, we all got mm. parasites, and I know I, I personally, I always do a poo check so I can see when I've got some in there, and I yeah. always take. I always take some extra diatomaceous earth, right? Yes, that's, that's um, great yes. for getting yes. rid of the little, little um, parasites yes yes the thing about parasites is they rule your consciousness and um, everything like that kind of lives in harmony and um, symbiosis and symbiotic you know in a symbiotic relationship in the body and it's wet you know that yin and yang thing so these things obviously when they multiply um that's when people start having so when people crave things that aren't healthy like i mean i used to eat a packet of biscuits quite easily you know um i used to yeah i would have a packet of chocolate digestives not all the time but or yeah. half a box of chocolates um and that's the that is the um parasites mm. and they have the ability, I don't know if you know about toxoplasmosis, it's quite a bit of a horror story, but there is a guy who talks about it on YouTube. And they make you, and they can cause um, the toxoplasmosis, they say some, and I don't know how true these figures are, because where do these figures come from? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. And they say 50% of people have toxoplasmosis on 70% of the elderly. It's quite interesting, and I don't know how true it is. Um, but I was diagnosed with toxoplasmosis, and it's a bit like the malaria um, um, parasite. So it's um, a parasite that's very difficult to get rid of, which is another reason why I'm so clean in what I do. And it can be, excuse me, rapping <laughs> on the radio. Um, it can be um, challenging to deal with certain parasites but you can't go and remember that parasites i mean parasites are multi-dimensional as we all know and when i used to do a lot of plant medicine i used to see the um both the parasites come out you know when you purged physiologically and also used to see them and when you realize you're clearing your spiritual and your emotional stuff you're mm. you're also helping the physiological it's that same thing as above so below and um parasites you know in chinese traditional chinese medicine they just talk about dampness and mucus which um if you don't continuously harbor um a damp body and if you're in a damp climate and that can be a hot damp climate or a cold damp climate and if you're had adding all this damp forming food you're going to have more of a tendency to harbor parasites because that's that's their you know they the, they like mm -hmm. that ground and all sorts of things so it's all about the mucus and dampness and chinese medicine that's all they work with is a dampness and um i tend to teach that a lot about dampness and mucus same thing um and some 
body constitutions like mine are more prone to dampness. And so I have to really make sure that I'm physically moving. I do saunas in the in the winter and that makes that really helps and not have too much damp forming food all the time. Um, it's a whole other subject. So and, and yeah, food yeah. energetics, it's food energetics as well. Mm. Um, it's really fun and interesting. But again, at the end of the day, if you have something and you're really tuned in and you have something and you go, oh, you either feel tired or you feel like hyper or you feel, um, I don't know, they say there is this saying that goes around is most people who are having an average diet are having 72 stimulants a day in their diet. Mm. Is that what they know about or unknowingly? <laughs> Um, that is what they don't know. So when you do fasting and you don't have the, any stimulants coming in and you're sitting with your true energy, your own energy, people go, ah, <laughs> where's that coffee? Where's that chocolate? Where's the sugar? You know, to give you that sort of like, mm, you know, yeah. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Well, I think we could go on forever. So I think we'll we'll call it a day there and maybe later on um we'll do a follow-up on yeah more about the body and the body talks and the energies and all that sort of thing. So um yeah, fascinating. So much um because you've got your practices down in Somerton, isn't it? Um I've got foot practice is in Somerton, yeah. Yeah, right. and then the rest of the time I'm doing the um, the retreats and, yeah, inspiring mm. people. I love making videos. I love making, food, you know, food videos. and Yeah, yeah. 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 You're an inspiration. So Oh, thank you, yeah. Andrina. Yeah, well, it's been lovely. And thanks to Vicky because it was Vicky that connected us. Yes, um, it was Vicky. Yeah. Yeah, so, lovely Vicky. I saw she put a comment up somewhere. So thanks to Vicky for connecting us, which has brought you here on the show today. So, uh, yeah, so lovely to be here. Thank you. Thank really you. Lovely. Uh, Especially with all the sounds of the frogs and everything in the background. I loved it. Yeah. I'm having yeah. a break at the moment. It's <laughs> <laughs> a mission for him. Yeah. All right. Okay. It's good. Lovely. Okay. Well, fantastic. So, um, Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And um, okay. same time, same place next week. And thank you, Susan. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. It's been a pleasure.